Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast where I have never cussed so much on Twitter than I did during Omega vs. Moxley at Full Gear. This is Lost in the Midcard. Welcome. As uh, Full Gear is now in the rearview mirror, we're going to talk about our thoughts on uh, the Dynamite Go Home Show, which was a great go home show, uh, the way you do a go home show. Uh, I should say, uh, followed by a very good pay-per-view, maybe the best pay-per-view AEW has done. We'll discuss that and much more. But first, thank you to SpiderDuck.net for being our host, enabling us to be on iTunes, Spotify, and any of your favorite podcasting apps. All you got to do is search for Lost in the Midcard. Hit that subscribe button. That way you know every time a new episode comes your way every Wednesday. You can also subscribe to us on the YouTube and all those links are on our Facebook page. Go to facebook.com slash lost in the midcard or you can go to our Twitter at LITMC Podcast where we also share a lot of the great tweets from the wrestling world. We do have a new segment we're trying out, trying to get a little growth on. It's our, our uh, LITMC mailbag. If you want to get in on that, make sure you email LITMC Podcast at gmail.com and the three of us will answer your questions that you may have. I'm your host, Jeremy Bennett. You can find me on the Twitter at JB Huskers. As always, my co-host, he is on the Twitter at Raw F Showtime. It is Mr. Matt Black. Matt, how you doing? Um, Better than anybody that had to sit through that Rusev, Lon, and Lashley storyline last night. Oh, my God. Have you heard Rusev toe the company line on his uh, thoughts? No, I just I can't. I can't even, man. Did, I, you, did you see what I'm talking like, about? Yeah, I saw it. I There's no way he can believe what he's saying. No. Like, there's there's no possible way no. that that man <laughs> believes the shit that's coming out of his mouth. He's legitimately just trying to to go along to get along with the company, and he's got to be counting down the days till his deal's up. Mm-hmm. Because there's – and I get why he's doing it. You know, The last thing you want to do is for the storyline to become even worse than you're already involved in. So if you go online and you bitch about it, it's only going to get worse for you. Look at, look at Mike Kanellis. So <laughs> – I, I I get why he's doing it, but I don't believe in my heart of hearts that there's any way that he thinks this is good. Is that is that as as Mike Canellis found his balls yet? <laughs> I think Mike Canellis is just waiting for them to fucking release him. That's probably never going to happen. Yeah. Uh, also, that other voice you heard, he is on the Twitter at no one like D, Mister Daryl Bullock. Daryl, how you doing? A E Dub, A E Dub, A E Dub. I've had a fantastic weekend full of wrestling, and yeah, I'm feeling fantastic. To piggyback off what Matt said, I didn't watch it as soon as I saw Alana come to the ring. I cut yeah. it off. That's probably the smartest thing you could have done. Let's just say I watched, uh, or let's just say I did uh, uh, the speed reading of Ron SmackDown this week, which is usually the case with it being taped. I mean, there were some cool spots, but I mean, overall, it was a those are two missable shows. Uh, and I, I sped read through those and uh, watched uh, most of Full Gear a second time. So, uh, That's probably the best thing you could have done. Yeah, uh, I, I think it might have been their best pay-per-view of all of them so far. Every single thing that they've done, including 
all in. I think from top to bottom, that is. I think this was this show was, you know, there there were some things that had little build to them, but still, it was I think a good enough reason to have a match, uh, like with uh, uh, Sean Spears and Joey Janela. I mean. Those two guys have been performing really well for the company, so I think it was more uh, let's create something real quick and then to get them on the pay-per-view, which is, it, 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 for guys that deserve to be on a pay-per-view, I, I don't, uh, you know, I don't mind not having it a was, huge backstory. It was very WCW-esque. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is, is the best way I could describe it. The, the undercard did not have a lot of build, but the matches were good. Mm-hmm. And then, then, then the main event quote-unquote main event matches had, had all the build and they all delivered uh i do think aew will learn to benefit in the long run to make sure everything has more heat going into their pay-per-views but i'm not going to fault um great wrestling matches on my pay-per-view do you think so, uh i mean we're gonna go back to dynamite i mean we're gonna go through that real quick and just talk about the go home show quickly before we get the full gear but uh staying on the topic of janella and and Spears, do you do you guys prefer video packages before each match, or just get right into it? Uh, you can only do video packages if it's a build towards it. You know what I mean? I mean, you so just... do you think that do you think the general population that was watching the pay per view could have benefited by seeing that short video of of Ty Dill or of Ty? Oops, sorry, Sean. Whoa, uh, Sean whoa. Spears. Uh, that that short short video of Sean Spears taking the pliers to Janela's tongue, and then burning yes. a cigarette on it. Do you yeah. think? Yeah, yes, you absolutely. Kind of built it a little bit. I mean, they glo- like Excalibur and JR glossed over it a little bit, but if you didn't see it, you have no idea why this match is happening. But there was a very good reason why this match is happening. And and they can't automatically assume that everybody that's watching their weekly television and purchasing these pay per views are watching AEW Dark. Well, and this wasn't even on, not a thing. Was this even yes, on Dark? No, the whole, dude, yes, yeah, the whole well, yeah. storyline between Janela and Spears occurred on AEW Dark. You just proved my point. <laughs> well, I, I thought the plier <laughs> they thing... Cannot, yeah, they cannot assume that everybody is watching that side YouTube program. They have yeah. to... They have to educate the fan that's watching the weekly TNT show and the pay-per-view itself, the storyline going into the match. And I think Spears and... Um, Janela would have greatly benefited from a video package uh, prior to that match or even between the entrances of Spears and Janela. Just a quick minute video package to get everybody up to speed as to why this match is happening. Yeah, I mean, it, there wasn't much to it, so it wouldn't even take that. I, for some reason, I thought it was a separate video outside of Dark. Nope. With the pliers. Nope, that was a part of Dark. I mean, I'm watching so much wrestling, it, it all jumbles together, but... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dynamite's Go Home Show started off with Pac and Trent. Uh, are you guys fans of of getting a good twelve minute match when you know it's gonna who's gonna win and it's never in doubt? You know, it's we all know. Well, I wish I wish the finish wouldn't have gotten fucked. Uh, but I yeah. I yeah. loved I loved the match itself. So yeah, the ref. I, I I don't, the ref. Yeah. Which ref was that? I can't remember. Was that a new guy? I heard it was Pox. I heard it was Pox's fault. Yeah, oh my god. I well like okay at, at one point I guess you can put you, I guess you can put the blame on either or the way you want to think about it. How, well, I how heard is it Pox this fault, is what, okay this is what I'm gonna I'm gonna try to explain it. What I heard was the planned finish was the previous 
what the one of one of Pac's previous finishes where he hit the dark arrow and then immediately went into the into the submission finisher instead of going for the pinfall. The referee knew the finish that that's what that was supposed to be. So he went down for the count instead of calling it like a shoot like they do in WWE. Like they tell like if like if they don't kick out you got to count to 3. The referee stopped mm-hmm. because he knew that wasn't the planned finish. Mm-hmm. So Pac screwed up because he didn't do the planned finish or so what I've been told. Or at the same token, you can blame the referee for not treating it as a shoot and just not counting to three and ending the match there. I mean, either way, you know, there's blame to go around, but I thought the match itself was excellent. And I get, and honestly, the only person you can't fault was, was Trent. Mm. <laughs> Trent really didn't have anything wrong. So, I, I you know, I, I love the match. Oh, it's a great match. Yeah. I blame Lord's yeah. Cassidy. I think it was Trent's best match in AEW so far. Dude, I, I don't I know say. if it was just great targeting by Pac hitting the glasses or if Pac really did kick the fuck out of Cassidy's face. He did. That looked oh, he, really kicked did. The fuck, he kicked the fuck out of his face. Yeah, Ooh. he did. And it, was, and it was amazing. It looked brutal. Uh, next up uh, after that, we hear from Cody Rhodes. and Oh, man, this is probably... One of the best in-ring promos I've heard in a long mm-hmm. time. That was damn good by Cody, man. People uh, calling it promo of the decade, and I'm being hard pressed to argue with them. Yeah. Oh, I told him to his face that was straight fire. I need to. I need to go back to YouTube. Maybe after I take in some NWA power tonight, go back to YouTube and rewatch that. Uh, I'm sure AEW has a just a specific. I, I think they chop things up and kind of like what WWE does and, and chop things up and, and put them out there. At, just watch it on. It's on demand, ain't it? Uh, yeah, but it might be easier just to pull up that single thing on YouTube, you know. You lazy bum. Yeah, you know, you got fast-forwarding and shit. Yeah, bum! You got fast-forwarding and shit, you know, and... Uh, Private Party took on Dark Order. The winner gets added to make it a triple threat for the tag team titles at full gear. Private Party, thankfully, won that. Private Party won. Yo, they love Private Party. As they should, they're amazing. Yeah, that match would have been infinitely less interesting if the Dark Order was in there with the Lucha Brothers who lost in the finals. I was kind of baffled how they were in it anyways. But I, I guess I could see... Because technically you could call the, them the number one. The number one yeah, because they won two matches to get there. So I, I, I could kind what about of wins it. and losses? Uh, what do you guys think about power rankings? Uh, do you think five is enough, perfect for these? And, and uh, do you like them? For a company that hasn't been around that long, I think the top five is more it's than perfect, efficient yeah. for now. Uh, going into it, uh, going into full gear, we had uh, Moxley at five at 1-0-1, Omega at four, uh, Hangman at three, Pac at two, and Cody at one. So I think it's clear that Hangman's the next contender with uh, Moxley at number two. Well, not, not, well, first off, not so fast. Yeah, well. Because they're doing a rematch tonight on dynamite between uh page and Pac. Oh. Like, so yeah, I don't know about that brother. They they've, they've got they've got two matches announced for the show tonight. And that's like they've the got, that's the rubber they got, match they too. got Pac, yeah, they got Pac Paint, hey, Pac hey, man in the rubber match and they've got Jericho and Sammy Guevara against SCU for the tag team titles. Yep. Yeah, that's interesting cuz I heard Page isn't cleared to fight on th- tomorrow night. Oh, really? 
Yes. I knew Omega and Moxley. I not heard that. I knew Omega and Moxley and Cody were. I heard Paige is not. Tony Khan said it on his uh, thing with the media last, uh, on Saturday night, that Paige had a stinger. Um, He landed, I forgot what what spot it was, he landed wrong. His right arm went numb for probably half the match. Well, he hit that damn barricade so many times. Yeah. I heard he was, I mean, mean, things that might have changed, you know, stinger's pretty much temporary, temporary, but we'll see. I would think if he's not cleared to compete, we would have heard about it by now. Yeah. Right. Stingers are temporary unless you're Steve Borden. hey <laughs> uh, Oh, Lord. Yeah, I had to get that. And then, uh, you know, you, you look at the tag team side of things. Uh, Lucha Brothers, or uh, Best Friends 5, Dark Order 4, Bucks 3, Party 2, and Bros 1. Uh, yeah, I mean. I wonder where... Uh... Proud and powerful stands, and since they beat the yeah. since they beat the Bucks, I might, that, they might go straight from NR to number one. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. know. I said they would go. I said they would go. The Bucks are number three. The Bucks are three. They ain't gonna jump to one. They're gonna probably go to three. So Dark Order's one. Dark Order's going. Dark Order lost last week. <laughs> they probably Dark Order probably NR. just dropped right out of the top five. Right, Everybody right. in that top five is lost except for the best friends, and the best friends are two and three right now. Yeah, well, I'm saying I, I feel like the Dark Order could probably drop right out of the top five. Yeah, but, they haven't won shit. And everybody in that top five is lost recently, very recently. Uh, and then the women, I, I think Britt Baker's probably going to be next in line. Yep. That's uh, pretty clear. She said it. But, but I hear they're bringing in some heavy hitters, too. Yeah. I hope so. I, I feel but, like oh, that's bringing... like that's that's the one division in AEW right now that I feel needs the most help. They yeah. well, you saw a little bit last week because uh, was it was it AEW Dark, I believe that um I haven't watched Dark yet from last week. Yeah, big big swole, big swole and um Mercedes Martinez. Oh wait, I did it. watch I did watch some of Dark. I don't think I finished mm-hmm. it, but I watched. No, I did watch it all. Yeah, so like I from said, what, it all from blends. what from what I'm hearing, uh, Mercedes Martinez and Big Swole are going to be with AEW. Good deal. Uh, another girl I like in the in the uh, that's kind of new to the division, Jamie Hayter. She uh, teamed up with Emmy Sakura uh, ahead of Sakura's match with Riho at Full Gear. Riho tagged with Shanna. Uh, pretty good match there by the ladies. Bad girls got her. I like Jamie Hayter. She's, she's a good heel. Uh, Spears took on Cutler. That didn't last too long. Poor poor Brandon. <laughs> poor Brandon Cutler on BTE. Yeah, he's like Owen. He's like Owen at twenty. Dude, he's jo- dude, he's jobber to the stars. There's yeah. nothing he, wrong with that. And, and the he kids, lo- they lost to a kid too. Yeah, he lost to a kid this week too. Yeah, dude, he look, he's he's getting he's getting two different paychecks. He's doing two different jobs with the company. Yeah, we're not. He's you not know? complaining, and we're not either. Yeah, we're, I I, just, I really don't think he is fun. either. I, I think all in due time, if he if if he keeps going, he'll get, you know, his push will come. But I mean, there's really no reason to have it right now. No, and he looks, Collar looks good in the ring, like. That over-the-top rope, like, uh, onto the apron leg drop, that was pretty slick. And he's looked good in the short matches that he's had. So I think when AEW has a, a secondary title or maybe he forms a tag team, uh, you know, the, he's going to eventually get some of that. But you're exactly right. There's no need I to... hope he doesn't form a tag team because they're going to come up with a fucked-up ass name. What's that? Interesting that we're getting mixed messages on that uh, secondary championship from AEW as of late. Yeah. Because if you if you listen to Cody's uh, media call before Full Gear, the way he made it sound is that a is a secondary singles title was probably about a month away, 
But Nick Jackson said today in a Q&A on Twitter that the – and he is his words – the mid-card title uh, wasn't coming anytime soon. Uh, that's because they're probably going to so, surprise us. And I'm just like, well, which one is it? Is it coming in a month or is it not coming anytime soon? Watch. watch. I, it's, it's probably the smoke screen and they're going to announce mm-hmm. a tournament for it tomorrow or tonight. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Like, I look, I feel the roster of AEW right now could greatly benefit from a, from a secondary title, a secondary singles title, because I could definitely see somebody like Darby All-In, Darby Allen. Be the you know, first. Be the first. Being the, being, being the first champion, I think he would be one of the most beneficial on that roster to get it, and then he could feud with like maybe Sean Spears or Kip Sabian or, or something over yeah, it. Yeah, you know, Sabian's really starting to find plenty, his character. Plenty of yes, great, it is. There's plenty of great talent in AEW right now that could benefit from a secondary title because everybody knows they're not going to be. They're not going to go challenge Jericho, mm-hmm. but give these guys something to fight for. Yeah. I'll give you and, another one, Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Oh, he's oh, going man. for the tag team titles tonight. Yeah, well, Shit. Okay. They ain't so, gonna win, but what if? I don't think I don't think they're gonna win either. No, but but you know, <laughs> but I'm talking about as a singles performer, like he would benefit big time from that. Yeah, well. oh, there, yeah, there's a lot of people on that roster. I think uh, to me, it, it's a no brainer that this. I, I as I said, I would call it the television championship. Oh That's God, just yes, made. please, <clears throat> yes, please. But you know, I think this is. This has to be done. I was begging NXT to so. call theirs the uh, television, but hey, I, I'm fine with North American. That belt's pretty cool. Uh, and then the end, I mean, that's how you do a fucking go-home show with the end of Dynamite, right? All out, all out ass-whooping. In, insane, man. That was that was an exciting. Exciting is exciting, the best way to describe it. It was an exciting ending to the television show. So we go to full gear uh, in the uh, the pre-show. Britt Baker. Oh, hold, hold, hold on. Hold go on. ahead. Hold what on. do you got? What do you got? Look, if we're going to talk about Cody's promo. Okay. We already did. There's one of the best. Yeah. Look. If we're gonna, if we're, if I already we're gonna know where he's going. Cody's promo. There's no way we can gloss over Chris Jericho's vignette. Yes. <laughs> oh, making fun that of That shit was no hilarious. way we can gloss over that vignette <laughs> because it was fucking comedy Go. Okay. Oh, okay. Real quick. Real man. quick. Real quick. Him's... Twenty-three of us. Before the twenty-three of us, please, JB and Matt, please tell me what your favorite parts of that promo was. Chris Jericho's potential. It's like breadsticks at the Olive Garden. Unlimited. <laughs> yeah. That that line. Oh, you know, I, I, I the old lady from church that said she hoped Chris Jericho was going to beat the shit out of yeah, Cody. Yeah. 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 The, my, the, the my church part, lady cussing was great. No, 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 no. My first part. My favorite part was Hager. Just sitting there in oh, front of the camera. His comments. His comments. Yeah, his comments. Yes, I'm saying a damn thing. That was hilarious. I love. I love so the beginning. So it, I love the beginning because it made you think like it was going to be serious, and then. Yes. All... <laughs> well, it was. Nope. It was a play-for-play shot off of the Cody vignette from a couple weeks ago. It was. Yes, it was. And it was just. It was done so beautifully. It, it was so entertaining because Cody's promo was so serious and so emotional. And then you got the opposite end of the spectrum with Jericho's vignette. And it was just so fucking hysterically funny. The young, Chris Jericho's the youngest AEW world champion in history. <laughs> I just some of the lines in that freaking. I I look. I know we wanted to get on the full gear, but I. I felt we would be remiss if we did not discuss yeah. that incredible vignette from Gra- Wednesday. Guevara's comment of him being the youngest champion at, at age 49 was pretty fucking good. <laughs> Dude. 
Dude, that was hilarious, and I just, I swear, like, Jake, J- I'm, I'm going to touch on it again. Jake Hager just standing in front of the camera, just staring <laughs> at the camera, just had me in tears. Let's interview, now let's interview Jake Hager. Oh. And that's all we got. <laughs> that's all we got. <laughs> uh, I like how they're not letting him talk. I like that. Because he doesn't need to talk. The dude's a killer. Oh, you know, so, just let you, him let, let him be the badass muscle. Dude doesn't need to speak. Yeah, all you was, once all he you starts talking, once he starts talking, they're gonna chant "We the People" and Jericho will have to shut him up again. All you saw was Jake Hager, the big hurt, and he stares at the camera. Um, I don't think, can, don't think can, they can get the rights to the big hurt. No. Yeah, Frank Thomas might have something to say about that. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Maybe if they buy a case of Nugenics, they might be able to use it. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Wow. Uh, on that note, uh, pre-show. Uh, well, oh. Somebody, needs, somebody needs to buy it. What was with the pre-show? Uh, I thought it was a little weird. It was all, like, the first half was just all video packages. Nothing live from anybody. Well, the, for the, for the, well, the pre-show wasn't scheduled to go live until 7.30. Oh. So the first 30 minutes were really just the... Um, the countdown preview show that aired on YouTube earlier that week. I guess I was thinking that it was an hour, and it was... I actually enjoyed the pre- like the pre the, the little I do, video. I yes. do too, but I mean we've already seen them all. Yeah, but there's you know there's some people that might not have. Yeah. Yeah, this well, is the same. I, thing. I guess they, I was. They showed the one that we were talking about about video packages. Yeah, I was expecting. A, I mean, yeah, the video packages are great. I was just expecting a full hour, a full on hour. Uh, pre-show, but now that I know that it was half hour, it makes sense. I mean, I, could, I like, I, I guess why I enjoyed it because when you saw Santana and Ortiz coming in New York, and then you saw the old Bucks videos. But the thing that got me was them showing uh, 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 Moxley at the twenty-three hundred arena. Yeah, that was my that was easily my favorite part too. Yes, because like, like me and Matt just was just there like earlier this year. Yeah, like a, like a year ago. Yeah, so like it was cool as hell just to see him walking to the 2300 arena and that's a place of history you know what i mean uh Britt baker defeated b Priestley at the uh, on the uh, buy-in with the great taz and golden boy on the call i i don't know why they couldn't have gotten golden boy or taz to join jr and and excalibur again we always talk about we like the two-man booth better but if it's just jr and excalibur it i think a third band it does kind of Warrant because uh, Jr. kind of there's times where Jr. doesn't know what's going on. Like he hasn't had, doesn't know as much of the backstory of people. That's because Jr. reacts. He just reacts. He tells yeah. you. He tells them don't tell him anything before the show. Yeah, which is fine. Uh, but there's times where it looks like he doesn't know what is going on with the roster. It is true. I think it was. And that's where that balance a was. Better Shivani. effort from the two of them. Yeah. Then we got. Um, a oh. few weeks ago, when they were waiting on Shivani to show up, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I, di- I didn't understand why Golden Boy wasn't out there with them, and I didn't understand you know when you have brought Taz in the belt, you brought Taz to Baltimore mm-hmm. to call one match. But but I mean, I guess at the same token, Taz was already there for Starcast. Yeah, he so, was. I mean, I it's, mean... Like, it's not like he came in out of his way or anything. Um, probably but... wanna... I mean, I don't know if you had to pay him extra or whatever, but Taz would have been perfect for me. Yeah, Taz has clearly shown that he has not lost his touch on the unless on color unless commentary. You didn't want Taz or Golden Boy to upstage what possibly could have been Shivani. 
Sometimes mm-hmm. that may happen, whereas... Which I think might be difficult, because to me, Shivani's my favorite commentator. Oh, Shivani, no, 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 Shivani's no, no. Same, doing great. Same here, but you know you got some dumbasses. You know you got some dumbasses who might enjoy Taz too much, where they might request it, or... I mean, you don't want to... You know what I mean? Like, if he's gone for a Georgia Bulldogs game, all right, cool, you got another job. That's fine and everything. But leave him open to the point where it's like people are not looking forward to... They're more so looking forward to him to come back, and people are not looking forward to who's going to be the guest the guest commentator. I, that's the only logic I can bring into it. I don't know. Yeah, well, I I, 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 I honestly I, I honestly think they're they're prepping Golden. I honestly think Gr is going to retire within a year to two years, maybe even less, maybe maybe a year and a half at tops. I, I think Gr is going to retire eventually, and 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 so. You know, he wanted to get well, this. Eventually, everybody retires. <laughs> I'm talking about sooner rather than than five years down the road. You know, so I don't know. Well, how, he only signed like what a three year deal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I think he'll run out that deal and, and be done on commentary after that. Right. Keep Golden Boy in the back pocket, and he's he's good. And they don't have to. I mean, he doesn't have to do commentary the entire time. He could still do, you know, all sorts of other things that AEW does too on the tail end of that three year deal. Ah, uh, main show, full gear, great opener, Bucks, proud and powerful. That 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 super kick sell by Ortiz was was fucking great, wasn't it? <laughs> it looked like he just went straight epileptic. That was weird. <laughs> it looked like he was doing the worm, but he was standing on his feet. Dude was having entirely too much fun. And how about a uh, how about a uh, old man? Uh, how about old man uh, Robert or Ricky Morton? Doing a goddamn destroyer over the top rope. I mean, granted, it wasn't as smooth as as, but that dude's not young. So just the fact that he did it, and then did a suicide dive, it's like, dude, crazy, crazy ass rock and roll express, man. Dude. Hey, if you gonna go out, go out with a bang, man. That dude can still do some moves. Uh, they're uh, they're uh, on NWA Power too as of late, so they were they were fighting fighting some people. They're doing their uh, retirement tour. That's lasted 15 years? Pretty much. <laughs> They're like, kiss. Yeah, this is our, this is our <laughs> wow. retirement tour. Yeah, right. Wow. But we don't want to see the... Uh, shit, you hear the pop those guys get, man. They still, there's still people that like them. And then they may not necessarily be people that uh, followed them in the 80s like I did, you know? And... and uh, it's I like the Young Bucks uh, shirt with them on it. <laughs> yeah, I like I did enjoy that one. That's a good. I wouldn't one. mind having that in my closet. Uh, so so uh, proud and powerful again. I, I like Matt said last week. I hate that name, but uh, just uh, call him uh, Santana and Ortiz. I'm like, with that. Seriously, fuck call like, me call him the Exchange. Uh, a little playoff of LAX. You know, uh, anything's they better. To, they than, don't need to be cute with it. No. Like they're already look. They're already essentially called the inner circle. Yeah. You know, due to the due to the stable, like they don't they don't need this cutesy, proud and powerful bullshit. You know, it's just they're Santana and Ortiz. Damn it. You know? It's my, my, still my, real they to they me. Damn it. Stupid gimmicks. My dumbass. I was like, where the fuck did they get proud, proud and powerful? And then I just realized when their theme comes on, they sing it. It's the freaking course line. Yeah. Uh, so an amazing match that went over 21 minutes to kick off the show. Uh, good stuff there. And, of course, Ricky and Robert from the Rock and Roll Express uh, 
helping out it was a it was a very cool moment. Big pop from the crowd. Loved it. Um, then next up, Hangman against the Bastard. And again, my favorite chant in professional wrestling right now is cowboy shit. I need to get that. Uh, oh, I need to get that shirt eventually. I want Hot Topic to start selling it. Yeah. I don't want any shirt that says cowboy on it. <laughs> wow. Calm, calm down over there, yeah. sir. I, I it's not that. It's, it's against not my religion. That serious. I don't think. I don't think anybody's going to be chanting eagle shit uh, in a wrestling arena anytime soon. I know that, but still. I can't do it. It's against my that'd religion. Be pretty, that'd be pretty messy. What'd you guys think? What'd you guys think of Hangman and Bastard before we really get off the rails? Oh no, that was a good. That was a good one. Um, I, I enjoyed that one thoroughly, especially watching Paige break out of the brutalizer. Yeah, that was one of the more cooler dead eyes that I've seen out of out of Paige too. To finish it off, they went 18 minutes. So here we are. We got two matches on the card and. We're literally almost an hour into the show. It's like, <laughs> damn. Uh, Spears and Janela. Damn. Spears and Janela followed that up, uh, which, you know, a great match in its own right. Uh, small build, but uh, it, this could have been a match maybe more on, on Dynamite at this point. But I think, as I said earlier in the show, these two guys have been performing well and are deserving of a spot on the pay-per-view. So I think... It was not a bad idea at all to get them on the show. And, and Sean Spears, look out, Sean Spears has now won three in a row. So after a rough start, Spears is turning it around. You never know where, where Spears might be lurking uh, once those rankings come out. Um, you think, uh, I, I, I I thought that pile driver with Tolly jumping off, that was pretty well done there. I, I like I the use of Tolly there. I just like the use of old-ass wrestlers. That too. <laughs> Especially think when they can... think wow. about think about it. You got Ricky Morton who's doing a damn destroyer. <laughs> and a you suicide had, dive. <laughs> yeah, and a suicide dive. You got Tully doing a spike pile driver. You had Arn Anderson uh, a spine buster uh Sean Spears. Think about it. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's great. And and I I, I can't remember what match it was, but uh Excalibur was calling it a tope suicida and, and, and and Jair called it a a, a tope, a, a, something like a a torpedo suicide. <laughs> that was some yeah. unintentional comedy. But but Excalibur actually says, "I just like to say tope suicide." He's like, "It's a suicide dive." Well, yeah, it's, I called. Uh, why don't you call it that? He goes, "Well, because it, it, that's what it is in Spanish." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Jr. That's great. Uh, Kip Sabian interviewed backstage by Golden Boy, and uh, I, like we, I just said a few minutes ago, I'm really liking the character development of Sabian, and adding Penelope Ford is uh, definitely going to help. Uh, I, I'm liking that it's, it's seemingly that Golden Boy is edging uh, Alex Marvez out of yet another job position in the company. <laughs> <Good job. laughs> isn't that... Isn't, because isn't, I enjoy isn't, Golden Boy as the backstage interviewer so much more than I've enjoyed the interviews with Marvez. So, just say Matt's that, just Matt's just trying to push Marvez out of the company. <laughs> I thought he was fine as a backstage interviewer, but then I saw Golden Boy. And I'm like, Golden Boy's better. Yeah, you know, Golden <laughs> so, Boy's a little more professionally polished at that type of deal. So, uh, Triple Threat Tag Team Championship 
with uh with private party SCU and the Lucha Brothers. Um thank God it wasn't Dark Order instead of Private Party. <laughs> uh good stuff. Again, I I I you know I'm 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 probably in the minority or I'm nitpicking, but I always, I want my triple threat matches to be three guys in the ring at the same time. Mm, I, yeah, I, I know I there's two I, sides I of no it. I see you know people I mean? that it's like cool. it as it is, but I, I like to see triple threat three guys in the ring. Uh, I I dug the lights going out and and uh, CD dressed as Pentagon. That was a, a pretty cool moment at the end, wasn't it? Look, I just all I care about is the fallen angels back. I think we're gonna get somewhere down the line, probably on a dynamite. I think we're gonna get Daniels and Pentagon, and oh boy, that's gonna be fun. That's good. That's gonna be good. Thank you, Booker. (laughs) Uh, AEW Women's Championship again. uh, You wonder why Riho gets such a gigantic pop for someone that was not globally known until now uh j- just watch her in the ring against uh, her mentor and trainer emmy sakura uh that was a damn good match daryl you thought it was probably your second yeah. best of the night hey listen because you automatically think okay you got kenny and moxley it's going to be some crazy shit you got cody and jericho it's going to be a great match you got the bucks in la oh i'm sorry santana or santana ortiz it's going to be a good call match. lax it's okay yeah we'll know but, who you're talking about we'll know who you're talking but, about but like because i probably and me and matt were talking well matt mentioned this earlier i don't remember if it was on on air or, or a private conversation but the women's division is probably the weakest division in aew with that being said like they surprised me with a very, very, very good match. I just, I just don't think it's very deep at the moment. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's, it, not, it, it's it, not. It, 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 questionably, it might be quote unquote deep, but I don't think it's, it's not star power deep. If that, if that makes sense. No, it, no, it, they've, it, they've, it, they've it, got it, a lot of people that that the average wrestling fan just doesn't know and they don't care about, and that's no fault of the talent. But that's on AEW to help us un- to get to know these characters better and and display them more prominently on their television. Yeah, yeah. Right. I, I mean, they need to do what they've done with Rio with the rest of the roster. Right, and like you said earlier, JB, like people don't didn't know who Rio was mm-hmm. or Emi Sakura was, and to me, for someone that you know, for for two women that nobody people knew very little about. They, I won't say it surprised me, but they put on a damn, a damn good match, mm-hmm. a damn good match. We already knew what we already knew what was going to happen with the young bucks, with with pride and powerful. We already knew what was going to happen with Kenny and 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 Moxley. We knew. I don't think anybody really knew what was going to well, happen. Well, well, nobody, nobody really knew. But what I'm saying is, you know. It was going to be you know, nuts, right? You know, it was going to be crazy. My, 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 my. I guess why I say it's the second best match to me. I, I highly enjoyed it. Is because usually in past history, and let's just say WWE, let's just throw it out there, or even Ring of Honor for that case. Like you, is always one match on the card that doesn't live up to expectations, or it's just okay. Every match on Full Gear was great, and the women's match 
probably would have been your go to the bathroom match, but it wasn't. For me, it wasn't. Just okay is not okay. Right there, it is. I uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't think there was anything bad on, on on Full Gear at all. I thought top to bottom was it was an awesome show. Two matches left on the card, and uh, as they announced, if it does go to the 60-minute time limit for the World Championship, there is a panel of judges that will uh, make the decision, and that's a hell of a panel there. Dean Malenko, Arn Anderson, and the great Muda. Uh, and to me, Cody and Jericho, I think, was was this, my second favorite match of the night. Uh, it was a hell of a story. How the hell did Cody get such a gash on his forehead? He his face bounced bounced off the uh, oh, off the, the ramp. Oh, okay. No, okay. Here's that... a question I, I need to know. Yeah. Was he busted open the hard way or did he blade? That was no, he, no, at, no, he didn't blade. That no, was the hard. Blade. Look at that mark that was on his forehead. No, he that that was a that was a guy that did he. All right. He would have had. He would have had. It. I wasn't sure because Cody loves the fucking blade. Like let's let's not even freaking. Yeah. No, I actually you know, that, it back and watched it. Just that mark, sure. that mark on his face is not a blade yep. mark. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay, yeah. I, I I honestly wasn't sure. I I I couldn't. I was not one hundred percent sure if if it was a blade job or not. So. I felt like this was a. It lived up to the hype of a of a of a big match. Uh, it felt like a big match. Uh, the fact that MJF didn't really the way that MJF cost Cody the match was something I didn't see coming. We we all thought, oh, here's MJF gonna turn heel. What's he gonna do? He's probably gonna deck Cody or or you know drop him. You know, and and that's where uh, you know. I, that's where him throwing in the towel instead uh, was a great, a unique way that I, I didn't see coming. Did you guys like the uh, the way that ended? Yeah. The whole to me, uh, go go for it. How can I say this? To me, I'll understand it. To, to, well, we're recording. On Tuesday night, but of course, you know, Dynamite comes on Wednesdays, and um, I want to see what MJF has to say as far as him being. I'll condone it if he says, and if he says on on Dynamite that he threw in a towel because he wanted to make Cody's life miserable or something to the notion. Well, of course, of, he did. Yeah, yeah. Well, the so fact that, that Cody I, said he'll never challenge for the title again. Yeah, and I, and I think yeah, that, and that's that's what I'm alluding to. Um, just to make him miserable or to sabotage him. So if he says that, then I'm cool with it. Well, that I mean, to me, that that's the, that's been the entire story all along. Is was MJF kissing the boss's ass and waiting to pick his spot, right. stab him in the back. Like to to the people who said, "Oh, this storyline didn't go on long enough." Motherfucker, this storyline's been going on for like six months. Yeah. You know, not <laughs> everybody just didn't like, see it. The clock didn't yeah, start at TNT. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Like this was the absolute perfect time to pull the trigger on this turn because this is when it meant the most. When was it ever going to mean more than the AEW World Championship? This made sense. The finish reminded me a lot of uh, if you remember Bob Backlund and Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. At Survivor Series, and yep. Owen convinced the parents to yep. throw in the, to throw in the towel, and then mm-hmm. he celebrated afterward. That's that's what that's what it reminded me of. Like MJF was almost in the role of Owen Hart. You know, he 
pretended he was being sympathetic and he was doing it for Cody's well-being, but really he was just doing it to make sure that Cody didn't become AEW world champion. Then, then he's like, I'm sorry, Cody, I'm sorry. Ah, kick in the dick. <laughs> uh, uh, that lion tamer looked brutal, though, with like the way he had Cody's neck bent and his knee on his head. That was that was a great lion tamer. Um, well, okay, uh, did you think uh, the guy throwing the drink on MJF was a plant? I kind of felt it was like a it, plant. Okay, yeah, it was. I, I felt like it was. I was like, yeah, I, it was I, some, I, it was some indie worker from Atlanta. I didn't care if it was. Yeah, he, he, he worked security. He was working security at Starcase. Yeah, okay. I didn't care if it was because I thought it was great nonetheless. But I felt it was plant. Planted. My <laughs> only worry about this. It, it leads other idiots to do it. Yes, exactly. I'm worried now because because as a plant. AEW has now set a precedent that it is okay for a fan to launch a projectile item at a wrestler in in the venue. Oh, look at the NWO days. Holy shit. Oh, I do. I, I remember it. it mm-hmm. the, the, the night Hogan joined the NWO, that ring was full of trash by the time Mean Gene was done with that promo with the three of them. And I don't know if that's what they're trying to get back to. Um, which I mean, I guess it's fine. Uh, if if that's what they if that's what they're planning on, cool. But if they if if they still have the mindset that they don't want fans throwing things towards the ring, it probably wasn't the best idea. At the same token, that dude nailed that drink on him perfectly. The bullseye. Perfectly, it was amazing. I wonder if that's the same so, guy. I wonder if that's the same guy that tosses beers to Austin. <laughs> so, I, I hope, I hope they know. I hope they know the box of worms that they have potentially opened with this. That's that's all. That's all I have to say. I, I personally, I loved it. But to me, got, there's, some, there's some crazy wrestling fans out to there. To me, to me, the only box of worms is going to open is uh, is MJF's dry cleaning bill. <laughs> True point. Uh, then we get the, the 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 lights out match and holy fuck, I mean, I mean, what can you say? Holy fuck, fucking the broken glass. Kenny Omega saved the broken glass from the table that Moxley put him through. Fucking brilliant, because I'm ninety nine percent of the people thought it was probably gonna be thumbtacks, because that's overdone. The fact mm-hmm. that it was the broken glass that they saved from the from the table, man. And once they started getting the barbed wire, man, they were cutting themselves like on their hands and shit. And God, the back looks, their backs look so terrible. Those say, apparently the, apparently those, uh, puncture wounds heal pretty quickly. Cause like the blood would stop pretty quickly. Like on those guys you could see, you, you could notice on their backs, like as the match went on, but fuck the, 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 like, was it a was it a sharpshooter that Omega had Moxley in, and Moxley had to crawl through the broken glass to get to the ropes for leverage to get out of that hold? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then the fucking mousetrap table. Uh, I, I I was like I noticed a mousetrap under the ring when when Omega I was like oh there's a mousetrap, and then he brings out this board with like fifty of them, and the fact that like only three quarters of them went off when Omega got slammed in, and I'm like shit use that use that. Use that ta- use that uh, board again, man. Uh, and then the gold chain came out, and, and Omega's hanging Moxley. That looked gross, <laughs> you know. Uh, 
like the the barbed wire shot, like Moxley got hit in the neck, the back of the neck. And, man, he was covered in blood. And then, and then the the contraption. What did you guys think of the contraption? <sighs> Creative violence. <laughs> that's all I can say. That's that's a sick individual for whoever thought about that shit to create that shit. And then and then uh, we're getting good looks at uh, what's underneath the the mat on the ring. We see some more wood as we have with uh, Tomasa Ciampa. Uh, what's the other match? Was it Lesnar and somebody? Where the uh, the wood got exposed from the ring? They've done it twice in WWE recently. Yeah, Lesnar's done it. And uh, Moxley with the the elevated paradigm shift to first off that Phoenix splash looked like fucking Omega f- literally smacked his head on that wood. Like that did not look unless he sold it really well. It looked like he really fucking hit hard head first onto that, which is probably a reason why he's not cleared right now. Uh, but Moxley getting the win after thirty almost forty minutes of f- fucking violence. That's about all you got to say about that. Um, and then uh, at the end, Moxley looking at the, uh, kissing his barbed wire bat and looking into the camera and saying, be careful what you wish for motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> ah, what do you guys have to say about that one? Instant classic. That was probably the most violent wrestling match I've ever seen in, in the 30 plus years I've watched been watching wrestling it's like they took they took Gargano and Champa and and infinitely multiplied the violence on it they just literally took they just literally, literally took ECW CCW uh GCW <laughs> GCW uh Bloodsport with Jean-Claude Van Damme and created it all into one and to me it was the match that I expected from Moxley and Janela earlier this year. Yeah. We just got it months later with Kenny Omega involved instead. <laughs> it was like, it's a match full of toys, and but yet there was, just like Gargano and Champa, a hell of a story being told in 40 minutes of... And Renee Young's tweets were, were great. <laughs> What the fuck? Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, that's all I saw. I said, what the hell? And then she's like, for the record, I don't like this. <laughs> I mean, honestly, would your girlfriend would your girlfriend enjoy watching you destroy yourself in the wrestling ring? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> Just being honest. Never mind. I won't ask that question <laughs> ever again. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. So, uh, overall, what did you guys think of uh, of Full Gear? I thought it was a huge step up from All Out. Best pay-per-view, AEW, bar none for me. See, I don't don't know if I can put it ahead of Double or Nothing, uh, but I thought it was a great show. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to think about Double or Nothing and and All... I mean, we even count all... Almost count All In as kind of an AEW show, too, but... I can't count all in. I can't count all in. I think that's unfair. Nah, all in, all nah. in was like a perfect storm. And if we're counting all in, I still have to say, all in was just like my show. I, yeah. All in was 
incredible. Yeah. The, it, was, it was, yeah. What'd you do at uh, StarCast, Daryl? Uh, so what's interesting was the fact that I was told. Well, so where they had it at was at the Baltimore Power Plant, which is uh, a big venue with a bunch of bars. Um, they had it at Ramshead Live, which is also a big bar. But um, it was interesting because when you walked in, you had you automatically walked in. You just all the panels, the, all the panels that were advertised were there. So once you paid for, which was weird as hell because you paid for like the platinum bracelet and the gold bracelet or what have you, but then if you bought like a day pass for Friday or Saturday, it said no no panel shows included, but the panels were there automatically. So That's funny. Yeah, so when I asked around, I'm like, uh, why did it say that in regards to you know, why do people pay X amount of dollars for... Yeah, that's what I would have asked, especially yeah. if I had bought the bracelet. I'd have well, been pissed. Well, so I found out what it was. So apparently they didn't know, I guess Comrade Conrad didn't know, that the venue was going to be the way it was. Like and all, I, the, all open space. Yeah, so yeah. like from what I heard with like the past, the past uh, other star cast... The panels were in other rooms, so you had yeah. right. So you had your meet and greets in in one area, and then you had your panels in another. So when I immediately walked in, I believe the ta- this this is uh, I walked in. I think Friday at about mm, about twelve thirty ish, and the Taz show was going. Uh, Taz was interviewing Jurassic Express. I'm like, whoa, what the hell's going on here? Like, I got the panel show, too. Like, they literally had all the chairs and everything lined up. So, if you did pay for, like, a day pass, you got all the panels, too. So, which was really, really cool. And if I had bought a bracelet, I'd have been fucking furious. Yeah, but, I mean, the only thing you got with the bracelet, I, I think pe- people just still didn't lose out because it, everything was included. So but, Yeah, but those bracelets weren't cheap. And if you're telling weren't. me that I could go, I could have gone there for a fraction of the price... And still seen the, and still seen the damn, um, panel the, shows. I'd yeah. be really annoyed. Well, well, if you think about it, if you think about it, um, ec- economically, you still got your money's worth because the night before that Thursday, you had Shivani's birthday bash. Shivani. Skivone. Skivone's birthday bash, and you still got to see, you know, AEW wrestlers. The best got to hang out upstairs at Jimmy's. The best part about that birthday bash is when MJF came to Shivani's table and he goes, "Oh, this motherfucker." Yes, that was hilarious. <laughs> but then also, like, you got to do the VIP brunch the night, the morning after Starcast at Jimmy's. You got the VIP, um, the VIP. Uh, they had the after party. You got access to the after party and to the VIP area as well. So, I mean, you still got your money's worth because they were charging like $75 for the after party at Ramshead at the same place that they had StarCast. So you still kind of got your money's worth. Now, if you were just going there strictly for panels, yeah. then, yeah, you're shit out of luck. Yeah, but, that's, that's what I'm saying because I'm yeah, sure but, some people did got those bracelets just for the panels. 
Yeah, but I mean, like I said, at the end of the day, it just depends on what you what you went for. Um, I end up doing like I end up meeting Darby. I end up meeting Cody and and Brandy. Um, Moxley is a character. He is the same way that he is on TV. I will say that. Um, they just had it was nice. Uh, it was a nice little. It was it was kind of small. But you got your money's worth if you bought like a day pass because you if even if you didn't get to meet and greet anybody, most of the people, most of the meet and greets that were there, they were still cool as far as like, you know, still saying something to you. You know what I mean? So, like, I had a friend who brought brings her son to every wrestling event. Um and I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, you know who I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. And, and pretty much she didn't even pay she actually paid to she paid for him to go to meet the Lucha Bros. But when it happened after the fact was the Lucha Bros were at one of the vendors stands and just talking and he had on a Lucha Bros jacket and he got a free picture again. You know what I mean? So most of the talent were just like Really, really, really cool. Like I can actually say I had a conversation with Eric Bischoff. How many people you know that can say that? Yeah, the Bish. You know <laughs> did, what you guys, I mean? did you guys see how MJF was signing his uh, his photos? Dude, let's, dude, I was right there. <laughs> he signed one to Fat Boy, and another one was like he signed a, to, to oh, this no. whore or something you like got that. A better, I got two stories for you for MJF. Yeah, that's oh, three. Hell. So here's oh, one. Triple header. So. When you walked in the venue, you had to go through a metal detector, but you had to go get your ticket to get your – you had to show your ticket to get your wristband to walk in. I said, I'm walking past MJF as I get my ticket, and it's this little kid like just standing there waiting on his mom. He pushes him out the way. <laughs> Second story. So I'm in line waiting to meet Darby Allen, and guy behind me was like, hey, did you see what MJF did, blah, blah, blah? I was like, no, what's going on? So you know they had the fifty percent off sale. Oh yeah, I saw this on Twitter. Yeah, so the guy literally—I didn't believe it. I heard the story, and I heard the story, you know, just in rumblings around the venue. And MJF asks the guy, "Well, hey, how much did you pay to meet me?" The guy says, "Oh, I paid a hundred bucks." He says, "So, oh, you did the half off sale? All right, cool." Tells the lady taking the damn picture. Make sure you only get half of my face. Yep. <laughs> and then he shows me the picture, and literally she gets half of his fucking face. So I was dying laughing. Now, this last story. I'd have just told him I paid full price. <laughs> I would have too. I would have too. What's crazy, the last story is kind of fucked up, but I, I, MJF is going to get his ass whooped or something after, hearing, after seeing this shit. So this young kid sitting in a wheelchair. Oh, God. And MJF walks up to him and sits down. He says, he says, he sits down and says to the kid, you know why I'm better than you? The kid says, why? MJF stands up and walks away. Pretty sure he did something similar to that in Chicago, too, for All Out. I remember I, hearing a story similar to that. Dude, that was MJF was in full blown heel mode. Like that's, all, eating, that's what he did, dude. He, the dude lives the gimmick. Like yeah. he's eating nachos, and the dude just looking at him. He looks at him and says, "Fuck off." Like, yeah, he almost beat. Like when Taz was interviewing Jurassic Express, Marco Stunt said something to him. MJF literally came downstairs and was ready to beat the shit out of Marco Stunt. I I, I guarantee you. 
75 to 80 percent of the people paying for this are paying to get ridiculed by MJF or treated like shit by it. They want to be treated like shit. They know what oh, they're no. getting. Daryl wasn't treated like shit by MJF. I told him, fuck you. <laughs> but needless to say, StarCast, if you ever have a chance to go to a StarCast, I say go. Um, I will say this. Matt has done it. I don't. I think JB's probably, you've done it too. Yeah. The, well, I did the, Access. But... Well, I'm saying the ROH meet and greets. Oh, yeah, yeah. Matt, when Matt and I went to yeah. Dallas, I did. Right. I, did, I, did and, I almost did the mall. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure you guys have done Access. The one thing I will say, StarCast, why it, it does have the upper hand, it's more personal. It's more personal to the point, whereas if, if somebody's standing there, just sitting there, just shooting a breeze, like I was standing on the bar waiting for Arn Anderson. Bischoff was standing right next to me. I just, yeah. you know, I said, hey, Mr. Bischoff, how you doing? Good to have you here. And, I did, you know, I, just have the shit with him. It's like, it's like the cruise of Jericho, except you're in, in a building. <laughs> yeah, pretty much like you're rubbing elbows with you know with your your heroes like the people yeah. you see on tv like every day like i'm i'm a good friend with the blue meanie like yeah i want to i, I want to go on the jericho cruise so bad i have i have a a couple friends that went on the first one and just telling me stories i'm like jesus christ and of course he knows that one of my rock idols of today is Corey taylor from stone sour and slipknot so he goes sends me a message while he's on the the boat hey look who i'm hanging out with right now like you fucker Nice. Oh, I got like, a, I got a great story though from ROH meet and greets. Uh, I mean, I've told it on the show here with Matt, but uh, as I was taking a picture with Adam Cole, uh, f- fucking Mark Briscoe photo bombs it. So I get I end oh, up yeah. getting I end up getting two pictures with Adam Cole, one with Mark Briscoe photo bombing it, and one without. <laughs> I, I I got one with uh, Hanson and Rowe holding the tag titles. Uh, let's see, Dalton Castle. It was great. The that one was great. Access sucked. You know. So yeah, I mean, I mean, access. It's pretty much like a conveyor belt. It's stood, just stood, stood in line for two hours for Heyman, and then I get Darren Young and Zack Ryder. I can honestly say, like, I can honestly say, like, seriously, like, I'm sitting there talking about sneakers with Santana because he had a pair of Jordans, and so did I. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there talking to Ray Phoenix about the crazy shit that he's about to do the next night. If you can experience StarCast, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be the same thing as it was in Baltimore's venue-wise, but if you can, check it out, man. It's it's totally worth it. Like, it's really, really worth it. Like, just cool as shit. As we, uh, as we shift gears to NXT now, were you guys disappointed or perfectly happy with only the OC showing up at NXT? I was fine with it. And not more people. Because you have so many, because you have so many different shows that were coming back, so you still have one more week of NXT. Yeah. And also, keep in mind if the OC, if the only, if the only people that are going to be involved with Takeover is the OC, why, why have anybody else down there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just don't. You know, the the these NXT guys are coming up to the main roster and attacking because they're going to be involved in Survivor Series. Absolutely. You know, but like if Seth Rollins isn't going to be a takeover, why is he going to show up at Full Sail? But why not and, get? And it? Why not? But why not? Behind it. I why not get? Why not? I, I'd like to see more retaliation, though. Is my point not just a you know they don't? Well, they were be... also heading on an overseas tour. Yeah, mm-hmm. that God that travel. So you know, I'm sure they I'm sure they wanted as little people. You know, having to make that trip from Orlando to 
the UK tour is humanly possible. So yeah. they got it down to three people and, then and, and, you know, and, and the NXT people went over there with them, like uh, Shannon Baszler and stuff. Yeah. Bo, yeah. Bo prediction. Seth Rollins turns on raw. Be great. If, if he I joins, don't see that, I don't see that happening. No, that's why that's that, that's why I said bold prediction. Yeah, that's 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 pretty damn bold. That, yeah, but I mean they they really fucked him over in that fiend feud and that like that all of his pop is gone now. So I I why not do it? Turn him. Why not? Why not do it? Why cross not? brand? You bring yeah. him. Have you, you let him fuck around with Kevin Owens? Uh, NXT started out with the OC beating up the Undisputed Era backstage. I don't know what the hell Fish was holding, but it looked like his brain splattered on the trailer when... He he knocked his tooth out. (laughs) Oh, that was blood? Yeah, he knocked his tooth out. Ooh. I thought that was like something in his hands for effect. Like he was holding a drink or something. They actually showed on um, on WWE's YouTube. So that was actually blood splattered on the trailer? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He went went mouth Yikes. Oh, that was a shitload of blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a lot of blood. Oh, a uh, lot of people didn't notice that. I mean, I didn't really oh, notice did. what the splatter was. I just thought it was like I a drink in his hand. I didn't go back something. and watch it again. Like, so I, I, I watched it twice, and it was no blood on his head. So then I actually like went on YouTube mm-hmm. and saw that he lost a tooth. I thought uh, like he was holding, like he had a smoothie or something, and and when he got thrown into the trailer, obviously it go, you know smashed on there because there was all that was a that did not look like like that the amount of blood if that was blood but instantly came just splattered on that that was a lot of fucking blood dude well the irony was in the ring he usually wears a mouthpiece yeah (laughs) the one time he doesn't wear a mouthpiece he gets his tooth he gets his tooth knocked out oh shit uh then the oc entered the nxt arena and are interrupted by tomasa champa and the OC is like, well, there's only one of you and three of us. Well, then here comes the Limitless Bros to even up the odds, and that sets up the main event. Uh, Pete Dunne and Damian Priest. Uh, eye for an eye, ball for a ball. Pete Dunne uh, kicks Damian Priest in the nuts and gets the win, so now they're tied at one. But then Killian Dane showed up and uh, hit, hit some Vader bombs. But killed them both. He, yeah, he didn't just attack Pete Dunne. He attacked Damian Priest as well, so... Well, he might not have attacked Priest if Priest wouldn't have gotten involved. True, true. So, I mean, Priest was definitely making it his business, you know. So that was kind. That was kind on him. <laughs> uh, Lesson learned: stay out of Dane's way. <laughs> One of the girls I like uh, in the NXT there, Tyanara. She took on Santana, Santana Garrett, who of course uh, came over from Impact. Also lives in the Orlando area there. Tyanara with a, a quick win. Uh, not, a, not a good match. But uh, Dakota Kai and Shayna Baszler, uh, Dakota trying to prove her worth to join the War Games team. Well, she didn't quite prove it there. As uh, I thought, it, I thought this was Dakota's best match in NXT. Oh, it, so far. it was a good match. I'm just saying the fact that she and I think she turns heel tonight. The fact that she turned uh, tapped out, and I, that's what I was saying. I wasn't saying it was a bad match at all. Uh, I but, think she turns. I think she turns heel tonight. Yeah, that that little I interview. She, I think she turns on me Yim in the ladder match. I think she's going to come out and cost me Yim the ladder match, yep. and I think she's going to be the final member of uh, Baszler's team. That would oh fuck, that'd be a mind blowing yep. thing. That's what I think is going to happen. She was pretty pissed off when uh, Rhea Ripley chose uh, Mia Yim instead of instead of her, so she stormed off. And that makes sense. Uh, hell of a number one contenders match for the cruiserweight title, probably. Uh, 
hell of a match with Tony Nese and Angel Garza, and, and just imagine what Garza and Leo Rush are going to do next tomorrow, man, or tonight. It's flippy shit. Man. I'm a big fan of Angel Garza, though. Yeah. Uh, Swerve. I like his in-ring work, but I'm so sick of the stupid pants gimmick already. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking sick of it. It's uh, so corny. Swerve took on Dijakovic in a, in a pretty decent match. This though. match was dope! That match was awesome. I like how they're transitioning Swerve out of the cruiserweight division because they know they've got a star. I love his entrance music too, man. I'm not a fan of Dijakovic's entrance music so much, but I'm a fan, big fan of Dijakovic because, I mean, shit, him and Keith Lee have been tearing down the house all year. And then the OC taking on uh, Riddle, Lee, and Champa ended in a no contest because, oh, fuck. Finn Balor is helping out the OC, as uh, as Morrow said on the call, shades of from the land of the rising sun. Even though Balor and AJ never were in Bullet Club together, because AJ took over after Balor left for for a WWE. But still, man. Oh, look! Uh, look! Look! I'll just flat out say it. I I'm was... sure this is what Triple H is thinking. What better way to combat the elite on Wednesday nights than the Bullet Club? Oh, yep. Oh, and if he can get Styles and Anderson and Gallows on NXT TV every week, I'll oh. be damn. I'll be damned if he won't make it happen. Oh, God Might as well. I, I so I fucking loved AJ and 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 the Good Brothers holding up the two sweet while while Prince has got the guns out, man. Suns out, guns out. That was I fucking loved it, dude. Uh, so uh, once again, uh, a great Wednesday night of of wrestling with Dynamite and NXT. Dynamite, Dynamite, as Scorpio would say. Uh, funny as hell because you hated that when he did it at DC. Yep. Now you're over. Now you're here. Over here too. Hey, I'm a Good Times fan. Okay. You you hated it when he did it there. He was hey. so mad. Because I like to do it. Damn it. <laughs> you were just hammered. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. I was fucked up. Who uh, who's the who's the last? Who do you guys think is the last uh, member of uh, Team Champa? Is it Gargano? I think it's, it's going to be Gargano because I think Rollins is going to be involved in the be. match with the OC. That makes sense. Yeah, the only other one I can think of is Dijakovic with uh, his ties to Keith Lee. They probably have a respect. They could work well together. Uh, Gargano is the obvious. I think we're getting so. the triple. I think we're getting the triple threat with uh, Dunn, um Dane, and uh, Dijakovic. Well, yeah, Priest is the guy that was in that. Yeah, I'm You had the exact same train of thought that I did, Daryl, and I fucked yeah, up yeah, as soon yeah. as I said it. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they're doing with Dijakovic. He'll probably just be left off takeover. Or he'll be a part of the NXT five-man team at Survivor Series. Probably Who knows? So. Who knows? Yeah, you know, I don't know. Um, I know nothing. <laughs> NWA power from last week. <laughs> Poor power. Uh, we got the in-ring debut of Thunder Rosa. She is impressed. She's by far the best uh, talent in the women's division. There, uh, I would say so. Some of you, some of you may re- know her. If you watched, if you watched Lucha Underground, you you remember her. She was uh, uh, Cobra Moon. In uh, Lucha Underground, um, of course the uh, uh, the Dawsons in action. 
They've been feuding with Eddie Kingston in a homicide. They took on a couple of jobbers. And um, Java. Marty sure. Bell turning on her good friend Allison Kay and joining sides with Thunder Rosa. And uh, Marty Bell and Thunder Rosa teaming up, tag teaming up on uh, this week's edition of Power Where We're Were. Uh, <laughs> I can only laugh. Aaron Stevens, every time he comes to the inner the interview desk, I just laugh. And then he had a two out of three falls match with Ricky Starks and he lost both falls. And it was like literally three minutes. <laughs> it was poor. <laughs> Aaron is just getting pretty embarrassing. He is so good on the, on the, at the interview desk though. And, oh man. And then we got a new NWA national champion as boom, boom. Cole Cabana defeats James storm. In a Hate pre- it. Why, 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 why? Because I don't think James Storm should have had the job to call fucking Cabana. Yeah. But, as they say, uh, once you lose that national championship, that's usually the ticket to go up to the big boy title. So That's not the way they've been painting it on the show, though. No. The pain, they painted it on the show as the champ, the, as that who holds that title. Yeah. Is next in line to, to challenge Aldis. And I sure as fuck don't want to see Cabana and Aldis. God no! Please don't. Matt's wet. No, Matt's wet. God. Matt's wet dream match right there. Aldis and Cabana. I, I watched some of Power. Uh, before... I will. I will enjoy that program so much more as once somebody beats Magnus for that fucking title. <laughs> Who do you think is going to be the man? You think Tim Storm coming back or? No, Tim Storm can never challenge for the title again. Well, unless just Aldis, like, just like Cody. But Aldis could. Be the one to say, "Hey, I'll let you do it." You know. Oh, this is the one who set the stipulation. Why would I he know. do that? That doesn't even make any sense. He respects Tim Storm. No, that's dumb. What about Eli Drake? Even though I guess he's a heel now. I thought he, I mean, they portrayed him as a babyface the first few episodes of Power, but now uh, now he's kind of a heel. So, uh, who would who? I don't know. It's it's about. I, I think we need a few more episodes to kind of flesh things out, but. What the fuck are they portraying Magnus as? Because I sure as fuck can't tell. Uh, well, you, I think you brought it up. Didn't you bring it up uh, last week's show? You think he'll turn heel on Tim Storm? Like, right now he's the respectable champion. baby, Kind of a baby face. I don't, definitely never don't remember bringing that up. Hmm. Somebody said it then. I can't remember who. Who? Uh, SmackDown and Raw happened. They were pre-taped. Uh, Moving on. What do you think about... What do you think about... <laughs> What do you think about New Day as uh, your seven-time tag? I like I love the line by Big E saying that he's tra- they're trying to catch Charlotte. <laughs> I, I'm fine. They they clearly wanted more star power in the tag match Survivor Series. And that's why they did it. It's I'm obvious, fine yeah. with it. Uh, considering they're in the UK, I think it was blatantly obvious who was going to be the NXT invasion uh, uh, during these uh, Raws and SmackDown. And of course, it was Imperium. Though I, I going to Raw, I thoroughly enjoyed the singles match that Rollins and and Walter had until the uh, interference. Uh, do you guys? I like it. Do you think there's long term value or, with Cesaro, Nakamura, and Zayn forming an alliance? Yeah, as long as they don't fuck it up. Uh, at least, much. at least it finally gives Cesaro something to do. So. Don't fuck it up. You know. 
and uh, obviously we got our next uh, uh, next contender for uh, Bray Wyatt's t- uh, Universal Title because well he he picks it by attacking the guy, and that was uh, Daniel Bryan. The Bryan of Daniel. You uh, that was quite that was quite the swerve because I definitely thought we were leading to Bryan versus Nakamura, but clearly that's uh that's not the case anymore. Well, we're getting all the secondary title holders t- in a triple threat match, so. Uh, with uh, strong Nakamura and AJ at SummerSlam. If, so. if they if they all hold the titles going into Survivor Series, we'll say. Good point, because uh, yeah, that 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 tag title triple threat got changed. Yeah, I was gonna say that's already been changed, and it seems like the the every year they've done Universal Champion versus WWE Champion, that's changed before they've gotten there too. So mm-hmm. yeah, we'll wait we'll wait and see if that triple threat actually stays intact right now. I'm not 100% confident that uh, that that's the match we're going to see by the time we get the Survivor Series. Yeah. Um, and Braun Strowman, Tyson Fury make amends, and they tame up and destroy the B team. <clears throat> oh, Lord. Uh, Carmella and Dana Brooke defeated Fire and Desire to to join Team SmackDown with Sasha Banks. Puke! Was the Sasha-Nikki ba- Nikki Cross uh, match to join the team, too, earlier in that night? Not that I'm aware of. Mm. I was wondering how Sasha was already in it. I wasn't paying close enough attention. And uh, Baron Corbin beat Roman Reigns. Not clean, obviously. Because we ain't going to do that to Roman, are we? No, we're not. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it was not, like, the, this was not a good UK tour for shows. Trash. At all. Yeah. Trash. The tape, the, the, they seem to mail them in on these taped episodes, don't you think? Pretty much. It was, on Raw, it was kind of interesting seeing Orton team up with Ricochet and Umberto Carrillo. But, uh, I guess, you know, brand supremacy heals and. And faces are going to work together in, in, during this Especially build. on Survivor Series, yep. Uh, Sin Cara asks for his release so he gets fed to Drew McIntyre. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. Why? Hey, here's what I say. Daryl's idea of, of Rollins turning on Raw is perfect because the UK crowd was booing him. You know, they again, as I just said, they, they fucked his... Any pop he had, they fucked it up with this feud with with the fiend. You know what that was? It's pretty much somebody. Oh, we got something with this Bray Wyatt shit. Let's put him at the top of the company. Yeah. And I get it. That's cool. But at the expense of Seth. Yeah. No. Uh, so that's why I like your idea. Uh, but look, like, look, no. Let's let's not let's not even go there, and let's not pretend. Like, the plan was actually to put this title on the fucking Fiend. Because it was clear from Hell in a Cell yeah. that that wasn't the plan that they were going with. No, 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 no. I, I agree with you. But I due totally to agree the with audience you backlash that they had to put the title on the Fiend. Uh, this that's, is, this, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, they went with what was hot at the moment when they which, realized at the last have, minute that's what it was. Which is funny because WWE... Should, but that's what they should do. Which is funny because WWE never does it. WWE digs their heels into the fucking sand. Yeah. And, and fucking does whatever the fuck they want anyway. Braun Strowman. So I'll actually give them credit for actually realizing, damn, we really fucked up here. We need to freaking make it right. And they actually did something about it. But which they is still... They've, so rare from WWE nowadays. True, but they've still killed any, any kind of heat or fire that Seth Rollins had as a babyface. Just turn the 
super heel already. I know. That's why I said Seth turn is, turn heel, go Seth to Rollins NXT. Is a, Seth Rollins is a natural heel. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like there's no there's no reason for him to be a, a baby face anymore. It's run its course. It's time it's time Seth. to let him it's time to let him run loose as as the heel that we all know that he is. Seth Rollins is a natural heel, just as Matt Black is a natural asshole. It just goes falls together. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about yourself now? I have no idea what you speak of. I'm the nicest person you ever meet in history. Well, can, we, can we check the tape of all the weeks you called yourself the ultimate asshole? True. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't recall. Oh, yeah, but you don't. Uh, so, as I mentioned, uh, uh, Walter and Rollins having a hell of a match before Imperium got involved and uh, making the save, the Street Profits, and then KO's music is KO getting a big pop. And then Teddy Long came out and says, We got a tag match player. Um, then we had some stuff and, and then, then we had some more and then apparently Bobby Lashley Rusev feud is not over. Uh, Jesus, hopefully it's over after Survivor Series. I don't know. Um, then we got, uh, poor Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster got fed to the Viking Raiders. Hey, here's some NXT UK guys that are going to die. And then, uh, and then the main event was Orton and Ricochet and Carrillo taking out the OC. So, yeah, not not exciting stuff out of the UK. Most exciting thing was probably the title change. Yep. Uh, heading to headlines, uh, when are they pulling the plug on Tolda Divas? As they uh, they pulled impact numbers almost this week on on uh, last week's episode, hundred ninety one thousand. They they were ouch. A couple of years ago, they were pulling in a million. Uh, guess, I guess Ronda Rousey doesn't equal ratings after all. Yeah. Uh, and apparently nobody watches FS1 on uh, late on... What the hell is that? What night is backstage on? Is it... I think that's Tuesday? Is it? Yeah, because remember we watched. We were going to watch it after we recorded, thinking that Bray Wyatt was coming out with a new title. Instead, we just saw side plates. Yeah, that was very disappointing. Uh, the the official premiere on FS1 from uh, the fifth, forty nine thousand viewers. Yeah, look, like, as long as Total Divas is doing better than backstage, I guess they're okay, right? Yeah, that that's a low ass number because all the preview episodes got a high number. So, well, one of the preview episodes was also airing right after, um, right after SmackDown too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking at my guy right now. In the, in the yeah, other, in the other one, for, tonight. And the other one, from my understanding, aired um, right after the right after a World Series game, mm-hmm. or something like that. So they had good they had good lead-ins. Yeah. And this one didn't. Like, Plus, they it's had, late. Like, like last week, they had like shitty uh shitty college basketball that nobody cares about until March. Yeah, and it, um, it, it, and it, I, that's exactly what's on right now. I just turned the channel on. Uh, to see what what their leading is, and it's it's college basketball. It's Butler against Minnesota because I'm sure so many people are tuning in to watch that tonight. Nope. Uh, Whoever live, lives where Butler is or in Minnesota, they're watching. <laughs> so you don't even know where Butler is either. Nah, two, Butler's Butler's in Indiana. Uh, oh, okay. It's, Look at th- you. Those are two. I mean, they're two. Look good. at you. Those are two decent teams. So it's actually better than most games <laughs> this time no, of no, year. No, no, stop, stop, li- stop lying. They're not decent. Don't do that. Well, Butler's one team's been to... one and one, and the other one's two and zero. Oh. But- Butler, Butler's made a few deep runs in the tournament. 
Yeah, that was three years ago. Uh, Ali, uh, Ali. Guys, all, you guys are all showing your extensive NCAA basketball knowledge over here. All right, I'll, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll bust out my bracketology for uh, November 12th if you would like right uh, now. Uh, but instead, I'm going to talk about <laughs> instead I'm going to talk about Ali. Uh, pretty cool to see CBS uh, the CBS Evening News uh, a few nights ago. The CBS Evening News did a a profile story on Ali and and the, st- the stereotypes that he is uh, is shattering in the pro wrestling world right now. So it was pretty cool to see the that get on the uh, on the news there. Uh, MLW star Teddy Hart is visiting NXT in Orlando, probably just saying hi to friends, but hi. Mm, I don't know. Maybe you, know, you never know. Uh, Jordan Miles was not at the taping for those that are wondering. And um Yeah, I don't know what what's that that I don't know what's going to happen in that story, but he's probably probably going to have to sit and write it out for a little while. They ain't cutting him, are they? I mean, they don't want him to go in anywhere else, so you're going to lead a rush treatment there, bud. Yep. Uh, as we said earlier, announced for NXT tonight, Mia Yim and Io Shirai. Ladder match, winner gets the War Games advantage, and for the Cruiserweight title, Angel Garza and Leo Rush. Yeah. Roosh. I like the uh, Not Roosh. Roosh. I, I, I like the idea of, of Dakota Kai turning heel. It'll be interesting because she's. Always... I, I, I'll be shocked if that. If, I'll be shocked if that's not. If that's not what happens. I, I I think just like Bailey, she. I think she needs a heel turn to kind of get her further established. I, I mean, Bailey didn't need to be established, but she was pissed in the wind uh, for most of her main <laughs> roster run. Am I not right? Am I not wrong? You're not wrong at all, sir. So I love heel Bailey. Oh, heel Bailey's awesome. Uh, if you say heel Bailey fast enough, it sounds like hillbilly. Wow, I'm 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 kind of disturbed that your brain worked in that wavelength to figure that out. <laughs> why Why are you not surprised though? <laughs> uh, yes, it is time to think about WrestleMania. If you're going, uh, the Ford Thunder Alley at the Amalia Arena is going to have the official on sale party on uh, tonight. So I guess by the time you listen to this. You, Hopefully you're there, um, as uh, as the old uh, yeah. It sounds. Like I, ho- I, ho- I hope that's the sign of I'm done going to WrestleMania. I am not done going to WrestleMania, and the reason why I say that you I, ain't going to Tampa. Well, here's the thing, I got I got spoiled in New Orleans. I refuse to go to a WrestleMania where it's an open roof stadium. Yeah. I told you the one in New Orleans was amazing. Well, you yeah. uh, and Matt, like I, I didn't and, go to the latest one, but I loved. Yeah, I, and Matt warned I, you, you know, you're gonna freeze your and Matt warned you, you're gonna freeze your nuggets off in New Jersey. So. Well, 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 Jersey, I wasn't gonna go anywhere because I'd hate New York. I hate that area. Like everything's so spread out. I'm not gonna go to Brooklyn, to Barclays, and go to Manhattan to to uh, Madison Square Garden and drive to Jersey. And then get stuck like those other those pitiful souls who got let out of WrestleMania at twelve thirty and didn't get home and didn't weren't able to catch the train again until four o'clock in the morning. And then plus you got and anybody and, and also you know for anybody that wants to go into any of those late night shows that they have after WrestleMania, there I mean there's plenty of wrestling shows still going on late into the night. And if you want to try to catch one of those, good luck in that when it's in that area. 
I mean, especially when you, I mean, like I said, going to Orlando was fine because you could drive everywhere and it's not the, the heavy traffic or dumbass drivers in New York. And then New Orleans, you could walk everywhere or just catch an Uber. So it was very accessible. Yeah. Tampa is probably going to be the same as Orlando, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to sit in the open roof stadium where I'm cocking my neck to look at a big screen. And then because I have a big ass fucking hundred foot pillar in my face. Yeah. No. Unfortunately, that's where every WrestleMania is going to be almost till the end of time. Until they go back to New Orleans. But, or Dallas. Or yeah. they can go to the new Mercedes-Benz Dome in Atlanta. Uh, Dallas, I looked at the screen a lot. Cause, and I was even in the 200 section where, I mean, it goes up to like 400, I think. Dude, but, New Orleans, the seats that I picked were under a overhang. And I had a big, I had a monitor right in front of me. I didn't have to look at anything. I, all I had to do was look up. Yeah, I mean... I would look down like uh, it, it is real t- tiny to watch, but I would I, I watched I, I did not want to watch like Shane fall off the cell on a monitor. I wanted to actually see that with my own eyes, uh, as small right. as it was, you know. Yeah, and then and then during in Orlando during the women's match, I was part of that crowd that got that green light of doom in my face. Oh, that thing that happened to people in uh, at the Royal Rumble too, and when we were there in Arizona. Um, that happened to some of the people that were sitting higher up too. You'd think they'd fucking learn by now. Uh, if you have, if you are looking for a reason to watch Ring of Honor, why? But uh, uh, they are now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're airing now on uh, the regional sports networks uh, of Fox, um, beginning uh, that began on Friday, November eighth. So. Yeah, I don't know. What What is there exciting in Ring of Honor nowadays? I was actually asked, was I going to Final Battle? Because I didn't realize it was in Baltimore. <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The fact and, that you uh, guys don't, didn't realize that is funny. I, oh, I, know, I, know, that. I know it's there. I just don't care. Look, I got that question asked. Are you going to Final Battle? I'm like, oh, okay. What's the main event? When I heard the main event, I immediately <laughs> said, I've got... Fuck no! I got that. Uh, I got that coming up here and in in, later on in the in the stories here. Oh, I can't wait to hear Daryl talk about it. Yeah, we'll get there in a minute. Oh, uh, oh, so, some injury man. updates. Uh, obviously, Sasha Banks cleared to return because she faced Nikki Cross. <clears throat> Excuse me. Alexa Bliss has not been cleared to return to the ring. Uh, Cedric Alexander is dealing with a minor injury, but obviously he was cleared to wrestle as he did on Monday. Um, Xavier Woods expected to be back in the summer of 2020. Uh, WWE filed a tra- mar- trademark on Trent Seven, so they own him now. Oh no! Um, get well soon to a couple of ECW stars. Both uh, Jerry Lynn and Francine uh, had to undergo some uh, some procedures. Um, Francine had a- an abdominal reconstruction. And a hernia repair, and uh, Jerry Lynn. Um, he had an MRI. I think I have more on Jerry Lynn later, but uh, I think he had to have some procedures done as well. So get well soon to those guys. Uh, a <laughs> this is this is so silly. Uh, so there's a lawsuit going on. With uh, WWE 2K and Randy Orton's tattoo artist. So fucking ridiculous. And so the new 
jury trial date of this is scheduled for June 1st of 2020. <laughs> wow. The lawsuit was filed in April of 2018, and so they're going to trial two over two years later. What the hell? This woman, this woman needs to give up. Yeah, she's she's spending money like Colt Cabana. And I just, I just, I don't understand it. And Daryl, as somebody who has a bunch of tattoos, maybe you can enlighten me on this. Mm-hmm. But once, if if I'm Randy Orton, mm-hmm. and I get a bunch of ink put on my body, mm-hmm. it's my body. It's mm-hmm. my art. Mm-hmm. It, it is my determination if I want someone to use my tattoos in a video game or not. Not the person who put it on me. Yeah. She's actually reaching. Um, I do have a bunch of tattoos, and most of my shit is custom work. So, in the same light as Randy Orton, um, it's my body. Yeah, well, yeah. EA Sports, uh, EA Sports went through the same thing with Kaepernick. I paid for it, so it's my property. So, for it's just like saying, okay, the guy that tattooed me, if I take a picture, let's just say with my shirt off next to Matt. Whoa. No, just just, just hear me out. Just hear me <laughs> out. My Where are we going are, here? Where are we going? Yeah, if my tattoos are exposed, um, that means that the guy that did my tattoos, and say it was on YouTube, or say it was, you know, on, you know, social media. Oh, well, I'm going to sue Matt because Matt posted it. But at the end of the day, who's Matt staying next to? Whose body is it on? Who paid for the tattoos? If Randy paid X amount of dollars for the tattoos, and it's which I'm sure he out. did. Yeah, yeah. It's sleeves ridiculous. are it's sleeves one of the most are... ridiculous lawsuits I've ever seen. Yeah, Bro, like... she made. She probably made a bunch of money. Sleeves are expensive as fuck. Yeah. So for her to actually come out and so say, there's your li- there's hey. your there's your licensing fee right there. My payment right. for the tattoo. Thing is. The, the when let Randy Orton paid the tattoo artist, Randy Orton paid her to put the ink on his body. So therefore, he paid her to do work, which is his property now. Randy Orton is property of WWE. Mm-hmm. Yep. Therefore, she is not. She's not going to win this lawsuit. Plus, whatsoever. you're going it's against the dumbest shit ever. You're going against WWE lawyers. So once again, I'll use the phrase: "You're pissing in the wind again." Excellent. Yeah, I would certain. I would certainly assume WWE's lawyers are in, uh-huh. or in Orton's right. corner here. I mean, so if, she, if she must have she, she must have Cole Cabana's lawyers or something, or Ronnie Cochran or something. I don't know, but I mean, the only way she can sue and probably win, and and I'm being funny too, is literally if she drew up a tattoo, didn't put it on Randy, and then they found the tattoo or they stole the custom work. And put it on the video game without it being on Randy. Just yeah. placing it on him on the video game, which yeah. was not the case. No. Yeah, which is totally not the case. Yeah, so she's stupid. Yeah, basically. Yeah. She, she's, she's literally just burning through money. Like, mm-hmm. you, that's you're in a her. lawsuit that you can't win. And 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 again, th- this goes to trial two years, over two years after you started it. So yeah, burning through money is an understatement here. Most so, of those fucking so people weird. are doing. Most of those fucking people are doing that in the case, in, in the event. That that the company that they're suing isn't willing going to tr- isn't will, really willing to go on a trial and they can settle out of court. Yeah, That's plus, plus publicity about. probably in a stupid absolutely. Way. I think she's actually I honestly think she's actually doing it hoping 
or praying that WWE will settle out of court with her. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry about your damn lock. There it is. Thank you, James. Uh, update on Jeff Hardy. He has another court hearing scheduled on December 5th in uh, Moore County, North Carolina. Uh, so Someone we'll... get this man help, please. Uh, the Wednesday. No, he needs to go, no, no, he doesn't need. He needs to go to jail. Yeah. Simple as that. Well, he'll he'll have some help in jail. He won't be able to do anything in there. Yeah. That's my point. You got time to think about what the fuck you keep continuously fucking doing. But yeah. he. But here's the pro. Here's the problem. Tammy Sitch has been doing something very similar over the last several years. She's yet to get any extensive jail time. And if someone with her lack of funza is uh. Is being able to get out of the court over and over again. I'm pretty sure Hardy's going to be able to get out too. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, yeah, he'll he'll avoid. He needs help. He's going to have to kill somebody. Uh, That's a a sad thing to say. But but literally, Tammy Tammy actually spent time in jail. Yeah, but very little. That was for breaking probation. What she spent. That's for violating probation, though. I mean, that's that's yeah, he's right. You're kind of hard. It's hard to avoid. It, you're. It's a. That's a quick ticket to jail if you're violating probation, no matter who you are. That's my point. Like he keeps getting out of jail. That's what she needed to chill out. Like yeah. they sent her to jail for more than a month. He's not in jail for more than a month. He's barely getting. A, he's probably getting a night's stay if that. He's not, yeah, he's not on probation though. He'll get on probation here. That's dude, guaranteed. But uh, dude, you go to jail for one night. You ain't gonna want to ever go back again. He needs yeah. to go for a couple nights because he hasn't learned his lesson yet. Nope. Hopefully, Tammy has learned her damn lesson. Fuck, she'll never learn. Yeah, her I, lesson. I, I highly doubt it. <laughs> no. uh, ratings for Wednesday night a big boost for NXT as as a lot of people were wondering what the main roster would do. Of course, we got the OC and Finn Balor pairing with the OC, which is fucking great. Uh, nearly neck and neck for AEW and NXT here. Uh, both saw increases. Which is good. I, I like to see uh, increase in live viewership on uh, the greatest night in pro, in pro wrestling of the week. So uh, I'm pretty happy to I'm pretty happy to see see the growth for both shows there. Um, after the bell with Corey Graves uh, discussed if Cesaro would go back to NXT. Do you guys think he should? I I think I hear enough of Corey Graves on my television every week to want to have to listen to his ass on a podcast. Well, I'm, I'm not asking about you listening to his podcast. I'm asking you, do you think Cesaro just, should go I back need, to NXT? I needed to say, you brought up, you brought up his shitty-ass podcast. I had to say my piece. Well, that's where the question came from. Well, <laughs> there's my answer. That wasn't Fuck an answer. Graves. That was just your opinion on Graves' podcast. So, if Cesaro wants to go back to NXT, let him go back to NXT. No one's, no one's fucking stopping him. Well, Vince might be stopping him, but you know what I'm fucking saying. Speaking of podcasts, if you want to hear more about the Saudi issues, uh, Lawler discussed that in, in uh, his latest podcast. And... I see. I'd rather hear Lawler talk than Graves. <laughs> How about the Bucks uh, uh, again taking a shot at the WWE on being the elite this week? <laughs> I put it out on Twitter. Nick Jackson makes a good WWE robot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was hilarious. No, we're literally boarding right now, dude. We're being held against our will. It's our turn to board. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Okay, so the main event for Hard to Kill... Uh... This is the match we all knew that was coming three months ago. 
this article does not exactly say it, but they say the. Do you want me to tell you what the match is? It's so fucking. I, I already it, know what the match is. Is it Callahan and Tessa? Yes. For the world title. Yes. Okay. And Tessa's going to win. Oh fuck, that'd be great. Like they they they, they don't even need to put that in the press release. I'm telling you right now, this has clearly been the plan since last summer when they had that match. Yeah. Well, not last summer, but several months ago. Like this, this is what's going. Tessa's going to win their world. I, I watched. I in watched. January. I watched that X Division la- match with Tessa in it. From I think it was Bound for Glory, and she did a hell of a job. So that's going to be fucking cool if she wins the world title. Arn and Arn Anderson, Magnum TA, Ronnie Garvin, and can't think of who the other one. Oh, uh, Lex Luger had a panel at Starcast, and the question was asked to them about Tessa Blanchard and Arn Anderson said he's not a big fan of the mixed tag matches but he said that when the horsemen were getting inducted into the Hall of Fame it was around the time Tessa was uh, it was around the time that Tessa first started and he pretty much said that you know she was following you know, she was on their, you know, their media tour and it pretty much told her and pretty much told, you know, uh, it pretty much was her calling card into the business. But R. Anderson also said that pretty much the reason why Tessa is doing a lot of uh, intergender matches, especially in Impact, is because she's too intense for the females that they have right now. <laughs> Damn. What do you got? Uh, start with and, that. And, and, and real quick, he says on a collision course in the future, and hopefully we see it, and I know you both will want to see it, Charlotte Flair and Tessa Blanchard will be on a collision course in the next couple of years. Oh, fuck I, don't, I don't think so. I, would, I, I, don't put, I don't put shit past anybody nowadays in wrestling. So. I, I just I think when Bla- I think when Blanchard deals up with Impact, she's gonna go to AEW. I won't be so, and then I, and Charlotte sure is fucking leaving WWE. So I I don't I don't see Blanchard and Flair facing each other anytime soon. Well, what do you start with Matt first? What do you get? What do you guys think of uh, Tessa as world champion? I, I you know it's I, to me I don't think it's I don't think it's a publicity stunt because Tessa's earned it. So I think it's a great thing for professional wrestling. What do you think, Matt? I think it's something different, and I think Impact right now needs to do something different in order to attract eyeballs to their product. So, yeah, I don't have a problem with it. Like I said, I saw this coming from miles away over the summer when they did the first match, that this is the direction they were going to go in, and it just it makes sense to me. I don't, I don't have a problem with it. What do you think, Daryl? I think the same. Uh, Impact needs to take needs something to boost ratings because of, of course WWE was stomping on them. Now you got another company in AEW that's freshly getting started that's stomping on them as well. So stomp them. You know what I mean? They're like the 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 sticky ass little bubble gum that you step on the bottom. That won't get rid of on the bottom of your shoe. Yeah. Uh. And as we as we uh, mentioned, uh, now's the time to start planning your WrestleMania. So if you're going down to Tampa, uh, the tentative schedule events for WrestleCon have been released as well. Uh, starting on April 2nd, running all the way to April 5th, uh, with the uh, majority of the shows going uh, uh, taking place at the Ritz in Yorba City. 
again, like you guys were saying, it's just like Orlando. They're going to be spread around all the suburbs of Tampa. Uh, and then uh, the conventions at George Steinbrenner Field. I don't know where that is exactly. I'm assuming that's probably in Tampa direct, but I don't know. Uh, unfortunately, Luchasaurus, uh, during the media scrum at StarCast, uh, he said he's he's going to be out a couple more months and uh, targeting January 2020 as his return to in-ring action as he's dealing with a hamstring injury right now. Could be a lot worse. Yeah. Uh, Thunder Rosa, we mentioned uh, on uh, on NWA Power, kicking some ass, taking some names. Well, she's kicking some ass for real as she made her MMA debut on November 9th uh, she t- at the... Uh, I uh, cannot remember what the company was, but uh, uh, she uh, lost a hard-fought three-round decision from the judges. Ah, it was... Uh, Isn't that Del Rio's promotion? Yep, yep, Combate Americas. And yeah. It, it ha- yep, it was Del Rio's promotion. Happened in uh, San Antonio, Texas. Uh, if you check out the end when, of the... When is, that, when is that fight between Del Rio and Tito Ortiz? Oh, God. Uh, when, does anybody care? I kind of want to see for the train wreck that it could be. Because Del Rio's putting his WWE title on the line in that match. What does he bill himself as in the MMA world? On the posters on the posters for this fight, he's labeled as Alberto Del Rio. And I don't even know how they're getting away with that. But he has in the poster, he even has the WWE Championship over his shoulder. And they're doing title for title. Like Ortiz is putting up one of his old UFC titles. December. Del Rio in, in the WWE Championship. Uh, December, they're calling it like a winner takes all match or some shit. Uh, December 7th at Combate 42. Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like that's something I'm going to have to watch. It's the, just a morbid curiosity. Has overtaken me for that match. See, this is where uh, you know I'm I, my that fight, my, whatever the fuck you want to call it. My, my newly set up dual monitors worked perfectly for that because I is easily just to go over here. And I, I love these dual monitors. Um, as I was saying, go to NWA's uh, channel on YouTube and you can check out a, an exclusive uh, uh, fi- uh, exclusive post fight interview that uh, the uh, the play by play guy Joe Galley. Uh, did with uh, with Melissa Cervantes, who is Thunder Rosa. Uh, oddly enough, uh, re- regarding taped episodes, Friday Night SmackDown did not uh, see the uh, the drop that usually you get on taped episodes. They actually had an increase in viewership up to 2.6 million uh, for the week. I don't think Ross' fate was that great. I have to I, I have it later on. Uh, this might be a better podcast for you to turn into by the WWE, Matt. I, I know you don't have a, a give two shits about Corey Graves' podcast. I do not! But uh, the WWE has applied for a new trademark for a second podcast, and that trademark is called The New Day, Feel the Power. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Feel some powers. So it looks like uh, Kofi E. Imagine E on a podcast where I don't know if they have to censor themselves or not, but. On a podcast, probably with the WWE banner, they gotta kind of chill out a little bit, but I don't know. Uh, if you watch uh, AEW Dark this week, Taz is a guest commentator for that as well. Um, and of course, he made an appearance in the uh, the buy-in. Man, I, Taz on commentary was 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 gold, man, in the SmackDown days, and uh, and then in the uh, in the impact days with Mike Tanay. 
I, I definitely missed him on on that. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it for you, or maybe it happened. I don't know. I, I don't know what, when uh, uh, MLW Fusion airs, but there will be a title change possibly coming up there. Uh, new table for three out, featuring Bruce Pritchard, Shane McMahon, and John Laurinaitis, uh, as they talk about the uh, <laughs> the purchase of uh, WCW. WCW. Uh, looking through uh, who's backstage at Full Gear. Well, it was no surprise that Great Muda was because he was a judge. Uh, Northeast Wrestling promoter Mike Lombardi was backstage. Um, what do you guys think about the old physical altercation between Excalibur and Jimmy Havoc? I mean, apparently the two sides have smoothed things over. I thought it was like... Uh, I thought it was a kind of a kayfabe type of deal but uh no it was definitely not yeah uh that was interesting i guess they have uh smoothed over but uh like i I, havoc or like uh, havoc was going after excalibur and excalibur put him in a chokehold or something (laughs) wow um that's what happens when you have open bar jimmy's uh too bad daryl wasn't in there to step in and break it up but yeah i would have you know (laughs) I and, mean, I'm a little uh, praising my damn self, you know what I mean? And uh, something AEW is doing well is uh, is actually making stars out of the referees as well. And uh, uh, I heard uh, a little note here uh, for uh, where they're at. Aubrey Edwards got a huge pop when she was introduced to the crowd. She's a hell of a referee, I'll tell you that much. Uh, I don't know much about this guy, but have you, are, have you guys ever heard of Matt Travis, independent wrestler? Uh, he, he was... Worked up in the Northeast, so I, I was wondering if you guys had, had known anything, or heard of him before. No, sir. Uh, unfortunately, uh, he's worked for House of Glory, uh, CZW, and GCW. Uh, unfortunately, passed away after a traffic accident on uh, on the 10th of November here, and uh, a lot of the uh, the wrestling world uh, posting their condolences for for uh, Travis. I was wondering since he was uh, involved in so many Northeast promotions, if you guys had heard of him before. Oh, God. I got to the final battle matches. Meh. For the ROH Championship, Roosh against PCO. That'll put butts in the seats. Yeah. This one is a little better. Tag Championships, the Briscoes against Lethal and Jonathan Grisham. I said a little better. I, I didn't. I didn't say. Oh my god! I'm gonna resubscribe to Honor Club. Though I would love to see the numbers of Honor Club pre and post Elite. You can count it on one hand. Yeah. They still send me emails. Hey, as an Honor Club member, you get exclusive rights to get these tickets, and I'm like, no, you can get these hands. <laughs> and uh, on Angelina Love against Maria Mania is is M- Mandy Leone the champion now? No, I think it's Kelly Klein has it again, doesn't she? Oh, I saw her on Instagram holding a belt, so maybe she's challenging Kelly Klein. I don't, I don't know. I don't follow Ren of Honor enough to tell you anymore. I don't. I, this last night, well, Klein, I, I, I Klein took the title from Love again. I figured so. it's gonna be so fucking empty. I figured you maybe still followed Mandy Leone in her. Well, I, I follow Mandy, but I, I doesn't mean I'm watching the television product. 
Uh, ouch, <laughs> ouch on Cody Rhodes. Eight stitches on his forehead, and uh, uh, All Elite Wrestling put a nice a nice graphic photo up on the Twitter for you. Uh, eight stitches and a let's see if I can read this here. Costochondral separation. Sounds like some of the words that Britt Baker uses when she's getting ready to put her fingers in your mouth. <laughs> Costochondral separation. Ah, ouch. He busts his shit to the white meat. There you go. No, uh, rib separation is what that means. Mm-hmm. So, ouch. That uh, probably didn't feel good. Uh, yeah, Ring, Ring of Honor signed somebody that I've never heard of before, but Jesus Christ, he's huge. Dan Math. Yep, I don't know who he is, but he looks like he's on roids. Hashtag pen drop. Hold on. Hold on. You said Dan Math? M-A-T-H? M-A-F-F. Oh, I have no clue who the fuck he is. Uh, Back to sleep I go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and WWE likes to pout, uh, pout, <laughs> pat themselves. Pout. They like to pout. They probably like to wow. pout too. They probably like to pout Vince too. Vince loves to pout. What do you mean? Uh, he likes to pout that he's paying six dollars for a loaf of bread, right? <laughs> Goddamn, pal. Uh, WWE likes to pat themselves on the back, and so they did with WrestleMania last year in New York, New Jersey. They generated a hundred and sixty-five million for that area. John Cena's movie Playing with Fire landed third in the weekend box office drawing in 12.8 million. I can't even tell you what else is out right now. Joker. Well, yeah. That great movie making about a billion dollars now. I think it's it's either approaching or very close to a billion right now. Uh, WWE has officially announced that the uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin Broken Skull Sessions will premiere on the network. On uh, Sunday, November 24th, which is right after Survivor Survivor Series. It'll feature a no-holds-barred one-on-one conversation with some of the biggest names in the WWE. And first up, Undertaker. Taker doesn't do too many of those things, so... Not at all. Uh, Sin Cara asked for his release. (laughs) Exactly. Uh... All Elite Wrestling still not traveling westward, but they're heading south as they're going to be in Miami for Wednesday, January 15th at the Watsco Center at the University of Miami. So if you're down in the Florida region, tickets go on sale Friday, November 22nd. Do that shit, son. They need to start making their way out west, man. Midwest, specifically. Like where? Nebraska? You damn straight, man. Um, <laughs> oh Lord! Uh, more on Sid Cara. Uh, word is that uh, <laughs> he's close with Alberto El Patron. <laughs> okay, no more on Sid Cara. Next subject. Yeah, yeah, he has interest in working for his MMA promotion. Actually, isn't he the one that like punched out somebody at catering once? Or am I thinking of a, a different? Master? Maybe, maybe that was the old Sin Cara. I don't know. The only Sin Cara I remember is the one that keeps botching moves. Yeah, that's why they put in Hunico. Uh, 
Uh, also added to uh, ROH Final Battle for all five people that are going to watch uh, a street fight between uh, Bully Ray and Mark. He said five people that's going to watch. Lord have mercy. Well, he's not wrong. The five people that are going to watch legally. How about that? Wow. I have a interesting story, but I'm going to tell you guys off air about Ring of Honor. Oh boy. Oh come on, tell it on air. I don't want to defame Ring of Honor. Wow. Uh it's that serious. And uh the uh uh the update on Jerry Lynn, he has a bulging disc in his back, uh set to have surgery on the 29th this week and said it's only going to be a 3 to 4 week recovery so then he'll be back on the road with uh with the AEW crowd. Is he a producer? Yeah, he is a producer right now. With those yes, guys. he is. And uh, finally, to end up headlines, Raw dropped down to $2 million on their taped edition. So uh, so let's close out the show. We have a question, With sir. a little mailbag. Yeah. yeah. I was getting there. I, I, had, it, I had it pulled up here. So uh, okay. read away, Daryl. All right. So we have one question. From Mark Cho. We're going to call it the Mark Cho mailbag. The Mark Cho mailbag. We, look, we just need to, av- we need to advertise the mailbag more throughout the week instead of just the day of the show, and we'll probably get more questions. Well, you, you all have access to the Twitter, too. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, too. <laughs> I have to actually remember the password. Well, don't give it out on the show. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it's, boy. Yeah, it's I, one, hey, the password is one, two, one three, inch, four. No, one, one, two, three, yeah. four. <laughs> Well, I was just going to say one, two, three, four, because, you know. Okay. Oh, uh, Mark Cho asks, do you think the main roster would be better under Triple H, or would NXT suffer? I think... I, I, I definitely think the main roster would be better under Triple H, because we see it on NXT every week. But will Vince um, still have the says is the problem. Vince has to die before that happens. Sad but true. I don't think NXT will suffer because of who would Triple we, H would, would Regal be next in charge kind of there? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I mean it'll be Regal or shit, it might be Sean. You never know. Oh yeah, yeah, it could be Sean. You, you just never know. I mean, I I think NXT would be fine. I think it'd be fine. I mean, everybody's wondering and you know, they thought maybe once this this whole they were wondering why didn't Triple H get considered for these executive producer things, and well, well, Bischoff got tired up after two months, so maybe that's why <laughs> Triple H's like, I'm good, I'm good where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it would. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it would suffer because there's still going to be lines of communication, and, and, and uh, Triple H isn't fucking things up like Vince's, nope. where. The main, what do you mean, pal? Yeah, well, the main roster may be slightly better, but you still have Vince. On the flip side of things, NXT... Oh, my can, shit is great. Yeah, it's all good shit, pal. Uh, NXT can still go to Triple H if they need to, and and where Triple H has to go to Vince. So, will it be better slightly, NXT suffer? No. Matt, what do you think? Yeah, like, like I said, I, I I don't I don't think NXT would suffer, and I definitely think the main roster would be better under Triple H. Yeah, that's like, a... I, don't, I don't really think that's much of a question. You you can do better than that, Joe. Oh, calling out the Joe. I'm just telling him he knows, and he knows it. 
he'll admit it to me when he hears the show tomorrow. They'll be said, like, you know what? You're right. I could have done better. I'll give you a better question next week. I have faith in I have faith in the show. I have faith in all our other listeners knowing damn well that they can ask a damn question too. I challenge you to stump us hey, with a question. We had quite a few Get some questions in the mailbag, you sons of bitches. We had, we yeah, had a we had a good amount the first week we did this and uh yeah. Then it's become the Mark Show mailbag, which I'm sure he prefers. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure he does, but yes. we, we, we need a little bit of variety. Yes, email litmcpodcast at gmail.com. Get your questions in. We will answer them. That's going to do it for this edition of Lost in the Midcard. Thank you to SpiderDuck.net for being our host, enabling us to be on iTunes, Spotify, and any of your favorite podcasting apps. Do a search for Lost in the Midcard. Hit that subscribe button. That way you know when a new episode comes your way, typically every Wednesday. And uh, you can also subscribe on the YouTube if that's your flavor for listening. And the links to all that are on our, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash lost in the midcard, as well as Twitter at LITMC Podcast. You can follow Matt on the Twitter at Raw F Showtime. Daryl's on the Twitter at No One Like D, and I'm on the Twitter at JB Huskers. And uh, before we go riding off into that sunset, Matt, what are your final thoughts? Ah, uh, I. I... I really want a strong episode of Dynamite tonight to follow up the pay-per-view. Um, can't rest on your laurels with the NXT hype building up going into Survivor Series. I feel like the ratings might be even closer than they were last week. You need a strong show to, uh, to try to continue to pull yourself away from the uh, the black and gold brand again. Oof, those ratings couldn't get any much closer, like twelve grand. Uh, what would you like to see? Anything specific that, you know, anything specific you want to see out of this show? I want to see the fallout between MJF and Cody. Mm -hmm. Probably more so than anything. I want that ball to get rolling. We haven't seen a lot from MJF in a wrestling capacity on Dynamite, and I think it's, I think it's about time we start to see that. Daryl, what are your final thoughts? Roosh and PCL is a fucking main event. Uh, it's a... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. At, at one of the big two or three pay-per-views. Dude, how, how, how do you, how, how, in a matter of a year's time or a year's span, do you go from the Young Bucks or Cody main eventing to Roosh and fucking PCO? How? Those are my final thoughts. Impact is looking like a, a better, a more competent company than than ROH. Oh, right now. I would absolutely agree with that. That's scary. That's it is scary. It's... Why how the mighty have fallen? My God. Uh, yeah. My God. Uh, great stuff all around on Wednesday from both shows. Great, great stuff this weekend from AEW. <laughs> Uh, again, pro wrestling is great, at least on Wednesday nights. Um, so I'm happy with that, and keep on doing that, guys. For Matt Black, Daryl Bullock, this is Jeremy Bennett. Thank you for tuning in to Lost in the Midcard. We'll catch you next week.